This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, the show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. With us today is Tone Gonzalez, the president of Tone Homes and AC and Remodeling, a company that can do just about anything you need done to your home. Tone, uh, Tone welcome back to the show. Thanks, sir. Also with us is Nate Keir, the owner of True Blue Home Services in the San Antonio area. Nate, welcome back. Oh, thank you. It's always good to have you here. In studio with us today is Heather Baim, as always, a certified business coach that works with business owners to gain clarity in business and achieve their goals. Heather, welcome back to the show. Happy to be here. And I'm your host, Mark Evinger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in giving small businesses a competitive edge by hiring lead generation and administrative experts from the Philippines for as little as $7 an hour. I'm moving so fast because I'm excited to get to the content that we're talking about. <laughs> They're talking but I about the go content the before they hit the record button. <laughs> right. So yeah. we had to- a quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. And if you're a business owner in the San Antonio area and would like to have your company featured on the show, visit our website at satalkradio.com or call our office at 210-960-8210. That's 210-960-8210. So I, I've got written down here, what does it take to be a successful entrepreneur? But I think that you know, to the point that we're like, hey, let's just start the hit the record button because we're having such a great conversation <laughs> yeah. in here. We're talking, we're really going to focus on virtual assistant hiring. Uh, really, my company does that from the Philippines. And it's such a powerful leverage tool that I'm passionate because it's my business, but I'm also passionate because I'm a customer and I know the effectiveness of it. Um, so I, I want to kind of throw that out in the room a little bit there and, and kind of go. So Heather? before we start all discussing Tell the chops. Yeah, lay it out. Lay it out. Lay out out when you really started with the VAs and what it's done for your business, and then we can discuss from there. Yeah, so let me start with the why. So the why was I wanted to build a company, and I didn't want to get stuck in a job, which was our last show. We talked Mm -hmm. about job ownership versus – you know, being a business owner. I didn't want to get stuck there. And I – there's certain aspects of of business that I don't like, as everybody has that, right? Mm -hmm. Follow-up. Uh, I'm, I'm a good salesman, but I'm a good talker, right? I, it's all of the other stuff that comes with sales that I don't necessarily, you know, doing estimates and doing all these things. It really kind of makes me sick to think about. It. I don't really like it so much. So I'm trying to figure out, look, I need to run the business. And how am I going to do this without completely overwhelming myself and getting stuck? So I got introduced to hiring uh, overseas. And, of course, that always comes. What's the first question, right? Can they, they speak they, English? How do they speak English? How yeah. well do they what speak English? What are my customers exactly. going to think when they hear that? Exactly. You know, yeah. especially if it's like they're going to answer the phones. You know what I mean? And so then I'm like, okay. And, and really, too, I know it's, it's something you're going through right now. But when you hire somebody, and, and actually we're going through over here with Tone as well, and he's helping me with some stuff, but it's like, Hire the right person for the job, right? If you need somebody answering the phones or making phone calls, then they should be understandable, right? They should be great. The one that I hired, uh, Sam, she goes by Sam. Her name's actually Gurley, but she goes by Sam. Yeah. It was a funny sidebar, but I asked her, well, why do you – because her name said on the Zoom said Sam, but I know her as Gurley. She says, well, Gurley doesn't work when you're making calls. So she's smart, right? But her English is phenomenal, mm-hmm. really, really good. Um, but yeah, so you hire for that. She's a salesperson for my company, and mm-hmm. she's going to be doing outreach and sales. So I needed that English to be spot on. Right. So the answer to that objection is, well, just hire differently, right? I mean, well, it's, if it's forward yeah. facing, if it's customer facing, uh, then that's an issue. But you know, they say that before you even know what they're going to do. 
You know, people respond that way when they talk about the VA and you tell them they're from the Philippines. Well, they, they speak English. Well, what do you, if you need them to do data entry, what do you care? As long as they can understand and get it mm-hmm. done. Like, what does it matter? But again, it's so... Actually, that does matter because being able to communicate with your employees is super important. And I learned this too because I, I used yeah. to think that too. I'm like, well, does it really matter? But it does because I want to communicate my vision to that employee. Yeah. I need to be able to talk to them back and forth. Yeah. So even data entry person... Yeah, uh, and people, I don't mean it's like to, anything. Yeah. It's like any other point. The more they know about your business, understand your business, and what you're all about, the more valuable they are to you, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to be vision. able to communicate with yeah. them your vision for their job as well as the vision for the company, because ultimately you want them to come up with some of their own ideas too, right? Mm-hmm. Right? You don't want them just just hey do this, do this, do this. You want to be like, hey Nate, I was thinking about this. Would this work? Right? That's that's how you get a good partnership and and actually get really good value out of your employees. 100%. So I started with the, the what it is that I want, right, my why mm-hmm. there. And then when I started executing on it, uh, my wife was freaked out my first hire. She was scared, right, because we're in the black, right? We're making money, and I'm busy as a, as a, as a one-winged bee. One-winged bumblebee? <laughs> one-winged bumblebee. I love that, that statement. Um, but I, and, but I, had, I, needed, I knew I was growing, and I needed to get somebody in place. So I did that. And my wife was freaked out, but afterwards, when she tripled the revenue in her first month, what oh. I was paying her, I was like, she's like, okay, all right, you can go ahead and hire. Now I'm at 17 people, right? Uh, <laughs> he but, just said he's at 17 VAs. You don't want to, you don't want to just skim over that. Oh, I we'll mean, get to that too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, so I, I got the one and then I hired a second one and I started, I'm just filling positions. Um, but here's another thing, too, and, and I know that both of you guys can speak to it because you guys have both hired VAs using my service. But when you hire somebody, you have to train them now, right? So that's a time sink. So you've got everything else that you're doing, and just like any employee hiring, you're going to have to now sink time into somebody, right? Uh, what? So Yeah, tell- and that was scary. And that's why I kind of – I remember even talking to him like, hey, maybe we should delay hiring because I don't know if I got enough time – to, to sink into her and we ended up not doing it but um you know I probably didn't get the initial value off day one because I didn't have enough time to, to sink with her but over time over the last couple of months I've, I think I've had her for two months now it gets better and better every time because exactly. I'm able to spend a little bit more time she understands more about what what we're doing as an organization and so it gets better and better just like any job right so and tone what's yours What's your experience? Um, you know, you're on the training side. Yeah, uh, well, I, I'm I'm a huge believer in training. I know um, because of the millions of failures that I've had uh, in business that you have to pay attention to your people, even the very best people. Like you can pay people a bunch, you can get the very best people in the industry, which I've done, and uh, and if you don't help them. Simply just H E A L P them along their way, um, they're going to uh, fail. And we set up like it's something that we talk about a lot now with the VA service and with all the people that we're doing because you went in, right? You got a VA, it was successful. You hired another and another and another. And like you mentioned, you know, you're at 17 now. But the only reason, and I know this because I know you and I know what you've done, the only reason you're able to do that isn't because you found a cheap labor force. It's not because um, the job, the business that you have is a, a, a hands-off kind of, it's like it's not a 
putting in an air conditioner business. It's not a one-on-one business, coast business. It's not a handyman service business. It's a business that runs, can run online. And, and a lot of people are going to see what you've done and think, oh, well, that's because his business is this. It's not that at all. The reason that you've been so successful is because you invested in each and every person you hired, you invested time to help them be successful. And Nate made a great call by, by not hiring or saying, hey, maybe we should wait because I don't have time. Because we've already seen other business owners hire VAs because they, they're trying to get out of doing work. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between delegating work and getting out of doing work. When you're trying to get out of doing work and you just put somebody in there and expect them to do your work, but you don't guide them and train them, you're going to lose. We talked about the pay or pay, the pay or pay principle. You can either pay attention to your people and help them along. Or you can pay someone else to pay attention to them, but you're gonna pay attention somehow. You're gonna, you're gonna do somehow. it. Well, you're gonna and, pay somehow. And I yeah, think that's, that's like a common problem, whether it be VAs or in person hires, is people think they're gonna hire this person, all their problems are gonna go away. Right. And then they don't, or they're like, they recognize that they need training and then they never hire them. And then they wait until it is so busy that is absolutely essential that they hire someone like you cannot get away with not hiring someone now and you still don't have the time to train them because you're busy as all get out and then you hire someone and you're setting them up for failure it can be a va it can be regular and i think people underestimate vas because they think oh they're in a different country they can't do as much but what you've done is you've taken the same principles that you're supposed to implement in hiring people here boots on the ground and you've done it with your VAs and they're just as smart, just as capable. The only difference is there's a cultural barrier they have to overcome. Some of them are already actively doing it though. I've met VAs in different industries and and businesses and they watch American TV shows. They take English in college. They, They work hard so that they can have this opportunity. And they're aware of the fact that there's that gap. So like even now when we had a VA the other day who had a um, just a just a dialect issue where they, they don't pronounce the TH hard like we do, like the the. They say duh, right? So it was wetter. Have you seen, are you enjoying the wetter? Mm-hmm. And we're weather. And wetter is different than weather. Yeah. You know, right. so, you know, but but when you give them that feedback, they're, they know that there's a barrier, so they're willing to learn. They're willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Setting them up for failure, setting people up for failure is one of the best, th- I mean, it's one of the, Things that job owners are best at. Oh, yeah. It's like job owners are awesome at setting you up for failure. I've been a terrific set you up for failure guy for like the last 10 years, right? One of my questions with clients, if they're having a lot of employee issues, is how does that person walk into work every day and know exactly how they're going to win in their role? Yeah, that's a good one. If you can't answer the question, neither can they. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they end up, you know, people end up doing what they're used to doing, you know? Mm-hmm. So unless you develop a habit, they fall into whatever habit they're in. If their last job, the yeah. business owner was hands-off and they are with you. See, the thing is, they're with you for a reason. They left the company for a reason, you know? And if you're going to give them the exact same reason to leave, you're going to get the exact same result. So a lot of us leave businesses because you feel underappreciated or because you feel underattended to um, and you're underdirected. Those are the reasons people are looking for a job. So when you're hiring, you got to make sure that you you could even make a checklist for yourself and say, "Am I going to be able to direct, attend, you know, pay attention to?" Because if you're not, then you need to you figure out how you can make that happen, you know, and do that right. Yeah, oh, the hiring process is super critical, right? So you're hiring 
not only for the skill set, but for the culture, right? So you have a culture with your company, no matter what you think you have a specific culture. And so when you hire somebody, you got to know, hey, is this the right fit for our culture, right? Are they going to be able to fit in with my people, with me and so forth? When I hired our VA, Sheena, she was probably the least qualified of the ones that you had brought me, but the culture was right. Like we clicked, she, she and I clicked right away. And because of that, it's made it world of difference. Hmm. That's why I involved the owners in the, in the process. Yours was a, a, a different case tone. Um, but Tony, he went on my recommendations it turned out fantastic for him. Um, but sometimes it is it's a chemistry thing and it's like i still remember you her personality was really good she uh, did research on your company yep. she was like she she expressed care and concern about where she was getting in what she was getting into right so that was a good you you um you know you you did that pretty much i mean every person that worked for you you spent the time to you know invested in the time to keep them or to get them ready to do what you're doing what why what what made you do that? Was it that you had the time? What what made you really do that? Like, what was the uh, the motive behind you spending that time? Did you know that you were doing all that, or or was it because you were afraid that they had to succeed, you couldn't afford to have them lose? What what made you? What motivated you to spend that time? Well, definitely not fear. I'm not motivated by fear. Mm-hmm. I'm motivated by moving forward. I don't even know if success is a, is a motivator for me. I just want to advance. I want to do better. But the motivation for the training was how would I want to be treated? That sounds really kind of you know, cheesy, but it's, and that's the way I treat my customers too. It's like, how would, if I'm in your shoes, how do I want to be treated? Now, if I'm not doing my part responsibly, that's one thing. But if I am doing my part responsibly, I want the support of the the employee or the employer in this particular case. So that's what motivates me. And, and I do, I genuinely care about the people that I'm hiring. It's like, I want you to succeed. If it's a good fit, if it's not, we'll figure it out. If there's something else you can do, fine. If not, then you'll be on your way, and we'll just—it's just the way things are. I'm a businessman. I get it. But at the end of the day, I want to do the very best that I can, so that if somebody was like, "Well, you know, how did you treat this employee or this employee?" said, "I, I treat everybody the way I would want to be treated." Hmm. Bottom line, and that's even come up in in, in some of our conversations because I've I've you know, asked or suggested about things that you could do to make it more planable. And you're like, no, I wouldn't want that in my experience with a business and I'm not going to do it in mine. And I think keeping that authenticity is huge because when someone's hiring from the Philippines, they don't, they're not going to see the person. They can't like be face to face with them. So their trust kind of has to fall on, on you as the business owner, which I think is great that you're so visible, you're out there, you're on LinkedIn, you're on social media, people can get to know Mark. Therefore, when you are in the process of helping hiring their VAs, they can trust that it's someone they can trust with their business as well. And you see the loyalty come out too. If you spend any time around any of any of the people that are working for me, they are like, I like this company, I like it here. And mm-hmm. it's that's a good cu- culture. And I'm not saying it's not all lip service, right? There might be some of that in there. But I think by and large, I've created a really good company culture that people want to be a part of, which is good for my clients because now they don't have to worry as much about their person leaving. They're going to be around. Well, let me, let's get into what VA is. I mean, what it is, like what the VA services that you provide. You know I mean? What it is actually that you're doing because you've, you know, VA, we're assuming that everybody that's listening or seeing this is knows that VA stands for virtual assistant, right? It's somebody that's not in your brick and mortar store 
or in your local area, maybe necessarily they could be here, but they don't have to be. So in this case, you know, you're hiring right now out of the Philippines. Um, what uh, what motivated you, or what what is the what is the reason that you you feel comfortable hiring out like outside of having them in front of you? Like, what gives you that confidence to be able to do that? Well, I think all of us are we're understanding that we're kind of a global society nowadays. I mean, virtual staffing have remote. Uh, employment is a thing. It's okay. It's okay to be comfortable with that. Um, but for me, it was solving issues, right? What do I not want to do, right? So, I mean, uh, <laughs> cold calling is one of the reasons why I started a podcast. I didn't want to have to cold call in order to get in front of businesses, right? Not like, hey, mm. you know, why don't you hire me for this? Uh, but certainly lead generation, cold calling, customer service, things like that. These are tasks that I'm not great at. I was doing them all at one point, and then I started outsourcing them as I go, and I was getting my time back. I still remember that conversation. I talk about this all the time with my wife, and she walked into that bedroom where my office is, right? It's my office bedroom thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, converted space in my house. And I had sat back. I had just hired my second person. I'm like, I did not realize how busy I was. And I was addicted to that. Once I realized this is so freeing, and I've had a couple other levels, two more levels since then, where it's like a whole weight comes off. And as a business owner, I'm a thinker. I'm a, I'm a visionary, much like you, Tone, and I like to vision, uh, visualize things, but I'm an executioner. I have to execute on that. Otherwise, it's just fluff. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned having someone else do things that you don't want to do, yeah. right? Is that your favorite? So I... Uh, uh, this weekend, I met with somebody that um, we're going to talk to about a VA uh, service, right? And he's a sales he's a salesperson in a big long the one of the world's largest landscaping companies, yeah. and he's been there for 27 years, and he's one of the top three, and they all kind of share the, that spot, right? And he's a, he you know because of the nature of their job, there's only so much time in a day. You can't cut trees at night. So you can only do things during the day. So there's a limited amount of time that you can spend. You can't, you know, prospect at that nine o'clock at night or ten o'clock at night. So there's a limited amount of time. There's a bunch of limitations. And when you've been doing it for 27 years, you max out. You might do you might have that little 10% every year growth goal, but you're still kind of maxed out to a certain degree. You know, what increases that is a couple extra clients. But again, if you don't have a lot of time, you've only got a certain amount of trucks and there's certain you hit a limitation, you can hit a cap. So in his case, instead of things that he doesn't want to do, I'm asking him, could you hire a VA to do things that someone else can do? Yeah. Meaning that what is it that, you, that, that, that you're doing that s anybody here could do mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. someone here could do besides you? Yeah. So you got to look at – you can identify things that you don't want to do and hire a VA or you can identify things that anyone else could do and hire a VA well, to, to, that to point, get your time back. When you're first starting out, though, like for me, I was like, what are my pain points, right? What do I want to get off my plate right now? And that was the stuff that I don't want to do because it, I fight with it, right? And that's going to slow everything down. So by, by hiring into that spot where I can get the cold caller that I need, right, and then I can help with the admin stuff that I don't want to do, I can move faster and leaner. But I think to your point, as you do grow, and, and maybe that is the first choice is let me outsource something that's taking a lot of my time that I enjoy doing, but somebody else should be doing. Or even a small amount of your time because – That it, adds up. <laughs> I've told you about this. You know, I believe that you know, everybody talks about giving 100% or 
or I'm working at a hundred. Did you give it your hundred percent is made up of a hundred one percents. Mm. So if you can increase one percent, uh, or take, you know, like you said, um, I mean, we can hire VAs part-time or full-time. Yep. It doesn't have to be something that you're doing a lot. That's taking up a lot of your time. You can take a few little things that take up some of your time and hire a part-time VA. So, it's important to know that VAs can be part time or they can be full time, and uh, they, it looks like they can. You know, from what we're learning, is that they can take up a space where of things that you don't want to do, or a, a space that you don't have to do that someone else could do. So that's two reasons. Why else would you hire a VA? Those are two good reasons to hire a VA. Why else would you hire a VA? Well, and if we get to kind of we're we've been talking a lot about the business owner who is so busy and they have so much work that they need a VA. But I feel like they can be helpful in a newer business situation as well. Because generally, the two objections to hiring a VA is trust. I don't know if I can trust them. And like money. I would love a VA, but I'm not that established in my business. Or what a, you know, things that we've all been through as newer business owners. We're not making a crazy amount of money yet. We're having to do all that stuff we don't want to do. And you were in that situation, mm-hmm. and you hired your VA. You kind of pulled the trigger on the trust issue, and you said she tripled the investment. So what are some tips you can give newer business owners who are like, Ooh, can I quite afford it well, to get I that guess triple investment? The first thing yeah. I would say is the risk is really low, mm-hmm. right? So if you're hiring a VA, it's not the same as hiring somebody, an employee in the U.S., where you've got all this red tape to hire them and everything else. You're hiring a service, right? So if you take if you do it for a month or two months and for whatever reason it doesn't work, which I don't think that's going to happen, but you just pull the plug, right? So the risk is really, really low, and that's what ultimately I decided to do. And I was like, well, what do I got to lose, right? Mm-hmm. And so and it's been great. We love it. Um, but, yeah, that would be my pushback to anybody that says, hey, I don't know if I can do this. And Well, like, the unknown is scary also. It is. And that's, I mean, I talk about the the scariest thing on the planet. They talk, you know, you've always heard, what are peop- the people's biggest fears? What are the people's biggest fears? What's traditionally people's? Oh, speaking in front public of Public speaking, people. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in actuality, it's not the public speaking that's the fear. The fear is, how are the people going to react? It's the unknowing of what the reaction is going to be. Mm-hmm. If you knew that you were going to speak to people who were just going to applaud you, no matter what you said, you wouldn't be afraid. The actual fear comes from you don't know what's gonna what the what the response is gonna be, so the unknown is the scary part. And I was scared about a VA. I mean, I've known about VAs. I I started doing cold call and telemarketing remote three years ago, two and a half years ago, where I set up a telemarketing system for my for one of my companies. I set up a remote service. I advertised on LinkedIn. I went to look for somebody to 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 do cold calling for me that wasn't in my office because I'd closed my office with COVID going on and. And we needed we needed to do telemarketing, but we didn't have a place. So I had to I came up with a creative idea on how to do it. I was gonna I got everybody set up on Zoom, did all the training, got the um, the auto dollar set up, created a training manual, set everything up, went in, trained them, but I couldn't maintain the training after. I mean, I could put a few days in to get them started, but I couldn't manage them and maintain them. So I hired a manager that didn't work out, didn't do what wasn't aligned with what we were trying to do. And we went through that whole process and it cost me, you know, close to six figures, uh, in about five months to do that, um, to do it. And I was hiring local. I wasn't hiring Philippines. I was hiring remote, but United States, I was hiring, you know, um, USA, uh, uh, based people, stateside people. 
So the price, so we were paying fifteen dollars an hour. You know, um, these are all uh, lessons that we learned. So I did that. I did that twice uh, in one year. I spent a lot of time setting it up. Spent some time to train them. Hired some, fired some. Went back and forth. Did all that, and I'm doing it myself while I'm running another business. I'm running, doing a lot of other interests and things that I have involved, in, and I've got you know family and all these other things. Um, and it didn't, it didn't, it didn't sustain. We did okay, but it didn't sustain, and it wasn't growing, and it wasn't uh, compounding. So all that time, I was thinking I should hire a VA. People were telling me you should get VAs to do this. You should get a VA. I didn't know where to find them. I didn't know how it was going to be. I didn't know if they could, like all those questions, speak English and all these different things. I didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. So what happened was analyzation turned into paralyzation, mm. yeah. which turned into doing the same old thing over and over again, getting on you know, and turning it into sanitization. And right? then along comes Mark. Right, <laughs> really. Mark. Here comes Mark, who says about it, and I'm like, we're having dinner. At this time, he's got one VA, and uh, she actually was the person who reached out to us, to our company, and got mm -hmm. me on his first podcast show and so on. And he was telling me, you know, you should hire a VA. And I'm like, yeah, sure. This yeah, guy. Been you know. there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We've tried all kinds of stuff, and I know everything and whatever. So Mark's got one VA, uh, then another one, and then another one. And then he says, man, I'm going to start offering this as a service. I think I can make this even better than what I was getting. And then you start to see that service develop. And now Krukus has got, and Mark is running, 17 VAs. Yeah, so let's get into I that. That's what I think is interesting, too. Did you start as a VA company? No. 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 I was solving a problem that I had. You right. know, I'm yeah. a product. Of, was that hair guy? Was uh, I, I liked it so much. I bought the company. Well, mm -hmm. in this case, <laughs> I, I I loved it so much that I formed a company. It's like look, people need this, and that's why I'm passionate about it. And I'm like, hey, to to Nate's point, you don't have anything to lose. It's like yeah. let's just do this, and then I I got your back. I'm here to help make that work. I'm not here to take your money. And VA companies existed before Crucus Media and Mark's approach at it. One of the things about it, though, is because Mark did this organically on his own and because he developed his own way of dealing with it and a lot of it had to do with paying a lot of attention to the VA initially, um, I think Krukus brings a, diff a very unique approach to the VA market to the, to, that differentiates them. Because we didn't even know other VA companies really existed until he started his, and then we started researching how to market that business, and then started seeing, oh, I sent him some links. I'm like, hey, there's this VA company, and there's this VA cold calling company, and here's our competitors. I started to see who our competitors would be in that space, and um, Mark's approach is different than theirs, and we're seeing that because these VAs that we're hiring work for other VA companies, we're getting connected with other VA clients, and they are not happy with the way that those uh, other VA companies are managing them or treating them or whatever. You pick the word, you insert the word, but their experience with these other VA companies, we're learning is very different than the experience with Krukus, which then translates to a different client experience with those same VAs. So I, I um, that's some stuff that, that we're, we're discovering. So mm -hmm. Krukus has a very unique way of managing, handling their VAs, and it all has to do with Mark's, um, like he said, filling a pro fixing a pro – uh, solving, solving his own problem, problem and then dealing with it like he'd want to be dealt with. And now we have this great company that keeps growing and growing and growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you have your time back, you can really think of cool stuff to do with your business. Nate, what's your, since you've had Sheena for a couple months now, yeah. uh, as your VA, what, uh, has that freed up other ideas? What's happening? Absolutely. I mean, it even frees up 
things that I I know I can have her do, right? Because when I first started thinking through, I just had a small list. I was like, really, if she can just take care of this for me, it's going to be mm. super helpful, right? And then after we after we go for a few weeks, I'm like, oh, you know what? I should have her do this, or I can have her do this and this and this. And you start to unlock that potential of her as well as to unlock your potential of your business, right? So, so me for me, there's there's a really big admin piece of getting all of our jobs set up that I don't have to do anymore. She's doing all that, so right. I can be out basically networking, do more things to grow the business as opposed to just keeping the business going, right? So growing versus going is is a big difference. That's a good one. Well, and I think yeah. that's a great way to look at it too. It's if you're kind of hearing this and are interested in hiring a VA and thinking like, oh, might that be right for me? If you could take all the things off your plate that you don't enjoy doing and focus on the one thing that you do the best, and obviously to a point, because they are remote, but if you could take those things off that you can delegate to a remote worker off your plate, how much more money could you go out and make for your business by doing the thing that you're best at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes it's just having the the brain bandwidth to think of something else cool to do. I've got something yeah. else I'm launching right now mm-hmm. that is I think is going to be a major service, right? I came across and I'm like, holy cow. I, I said, I'll take that idea and I'll make it even R&D, right? Rip off and duplicate. Right. But I'll improve. <laughs> I'd like to add the I on there, right? Mm-hmm. Rip, off, du- rip off, duplicate, and improve, mm-hmm. right? That's my whole thing. But it's because I have the bandwidth. And then, but which is funny, and I know Heather would get a kick out of this, is that I totally think about it as like, okay, what do I have to do? And then how do I leverage this out so that my folks can take care of this thing? And I've, I've got that all figured out. And I'm, I'm probably 50, 60% done with the project, and it's just been a day and a half. Right. Well, working on your business instead of working in your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the motto of a VA uh, service. It could be the motto of a VA service, right? Like the owner um, has more time to work on their business and when they have less time. You can flip spend it. Time we in work your in your business right. so you can work on your business. There yeah. you go, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we only got a couple of minutes, but I want to tone. Uh, so when you started with Dennis, right? I mean, he was looking to do outreach for you. Uh, to set appointments and stuff. So tell me real quick, how's the appointment setting going? Because I know he's at least doing that somewhat, but he's also helping you in a little bit different area of, of your business that you're doing with respect to something else you're launching. Right. Well, I hired Dennis specifically to do cold calling for our, our air conditioning company, set up appointments for our air conditioning tune-ups and and um, mm-hmm. previous customers and, and just really just maintaining our client list, which is one of the things that the VA service and the cold call department that we've developed is, is for. So you can hire a cold caller to prospect for new business, you can also hire them to maintain your existing customer list. So if you have a couple thousand people in your customer list, you can keep somebody on the telephone calling part-time for six months, or you can keep them full-time for about three months, and you can do four campaigns a year using a VA on your existing client base if you just have 2,000 customers. That, that, that'll keep them pretty busy for almost the whole year per VA person. So I hired him. Well, first of all, I did all those numbers, figured out that it made sense. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Mark and I uh, hired someone and we brought him in. And then we had this other project that we were looking to uh, to launch, this cold caller um, outbound service, this outbound cold calling service that we would provide to any business that needed to reach out to clients, whether it be business to business or business to homeowner. We developed this whole program. So meanwhile, Dennis started, we put him through, I put him through our cold caller training, which we've got a whole system developed for cold caller training, a training manual and all kinds of cool stuff. So if you're going to hire a cold caller, we're the, you know, you can call us and we can get that going. Um, but once we put him through that training and he, st- he started instantly 
being able to set leads with previous customers, which we would call a kind of a warm lead in the warm mm-hmm. cold world, mm-hmm. uh, because we, they they weren't expecting us to call, but at least they knew who we were. Yeah. And he did well setting appointments doing that. Meanwhile, this other project is underway. Well, Dennis was interested in growing into other things. At least that's what everybody says when you're interviewing them. So we gave him the opportunity. So during the training, I was having him update the training manual as we were training. And we started to see that he could produce uh, paperwork, you know, um, literature. And then we were, there were some things that came up where we wanted to document the process. I said, oh, you know what, for the next person, write this down. Let's make a, sh- a sheet for this. And he said, okay. So he did that. So I gave him these assignments, these, these micro assignments. He didn't even know he was being tested and interviewed to see about this other thing. So he started accomplishing all the micro assignments. And now, I'll just fast forward, there's a bunch of little stuff in there, but at the end of the day, now, we uh, Dennis is going to be, he's been promoted to um, to the cold caller culture creation department. He's going to be the person in charge of developing the new clients and training the new people like him when they come in. So a VA can can morph into other things. And I think, I mean, we're seeing this happen across the board. That's how Mark got to hire more and more and more. That's how we're doing this more and more and more. It's just... You'd be really surprised at this other these other parts of the world where they see the opportunity. See, I'm going to tell a quick story. Why do you think, or ask you a question and then tell a story. Why do you think people from other countries, this is a proven fact, people from other countries have a 40% better chance of becoming millionaires in the United States than citizens in the United States? Do you know why that is? Well, I figure they, they're really hungry to seize opportunity when it's available that they don't have in their own country. Yeah, Mark's spoiling everything. Do you have any other <laughs> ideas? I was just thinking they don't have uh, the fear to fail. Okay. Right? Any other reasons why you think that they would be successful? They probably look at our system from a completely different perspective as well. I mean, they're coming from totally outside the cultural. Sure. All those things are right. You guys are really dead on. Um, you're too smart for these for these <laughs> questions. Because what you usually get a lot of times, there's a lot of cynicality out there. So a lot of people think, oh, these people from other countries have, they work together as their community, or they they have there's programs that they can get to get money. But I remember when I was growing up, and everybody uh, foreigners started buying a lot of the convenience stores and the laundromats, mm-hmm. right? And they would say, well, how do they can how can they do that? They get over here and they get this. And well, a lot of people thought, you know, well, they pool their money together. Just you just don't know because mm-hmm. they seem to be successful all the time. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is what you said. It's that they recognize. Like in where, where they live, they can't do these things. They can't get hired. They can't move up the chain. There is a, a class system or there's a um, an educational barrier or there's a connection system or there's something. There's systematic limitations in other countries that we don't have here, and they see that. So when they come, they realize that there's the barriers that and, – and we don't. We don't see this. as a, we're, We grow up with all these freedoms and all these different opportunities. And we take them so for granted, mm-hmm. and it's getting worse and worse, mm-hmm. but they're not polluted by that. So a lot of these VAs are going to perform for you at a level that's going to be hard to match for the same dollar amount uh, mm-hmm. with a, with a uh, person that's that's been in this society. It's just, well, yeah, it, and that's, that's the thing. We're playing a different game. And I think as entrepreneurs, we have a responsibility to our own business, our own family, and our own employees – is to be fresh with our perspective and and approach things and how can I do this better? How can I do it more efficiently? And how can I make the the experience better for everybody? And VA hiring out of the Philippines allows us to do that. So if you're a company out there, maybe you're struggling with this idea of that, I would say just listen to what was said, 
and take the risk. Let's have a conversation about what you can do to take your business to the next level and uh, give great people great opportunities around the world um, and solve your problems and have some fun. Get your time back with your business. Well, I appreciate everybody coming in today. I know taking time out of your busy day to talk about what one of my favorite topics that means a lot to me. So I appreciate it. All right, as we wrap up the show, quick reminder, check out our latest podcast or catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. It's going to be it for us. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you on the next one.